All right, we're talking volatility in the grain prices. Thanks to the USDA. Joining us now, Eugene Grainer with heartlandinvest.com. Eugene, always great to see you. So what's happening with the grains because of the USDA? Well, let's talk short term and then long term. Just this current week and for the farmers watching, uh, they're familiar with how the USDA on Tuesday with their crop report, again, dragging their feet, telling us what's really out there for grain supplies or whether it's what's the size of the crop. And they created a corn collapse of 50 cents a bushel in 36 hours or almost 10 percent in 36 hours on their inability. And I say this with confidence as we go forward, they're going to be backtracking and creating lost opportunities for farmers on prosperity. And now let's go back over time. And many farmers that are watching uh, know what I'm talking about. And that's this USDA is the arbitrator of truth as far as the world is concerned. When buyers look to the USDA, uh, to our country to buy grains, look at what the USDA says our crop sizes are or what our crop balances are for the end of the year to make their guesses for buying supplies. Well, the USDA has this historical habit of plodding along slowly, slow to acknowledge crop problems and that our yields are much lower than they typically are. And we're going to walk through this here in about two minutes, if you can give me a little moment here uh, to explain what's going on. And what happens is farmers, when it's time to move their grain, if they haven't forward sold, like this last year was a perfect example, spring uh, prices were not advantageous to forward sell. So they didn't do any forward selling. They planned on selling off the combine. Well, we had a crop problem, as many realized, last August and September. We had a poor finish on our corn and bean crops. And the USDA was very slow to acknowledge that to the point where it was the end user buying from China that started a friendly market uptick in prices that we rewarded the farmers somewhat, but not what they should have been rewarded because our size of the crop was also smaller. So that big circle there, that is basically the month of November when farmers are selling beans and selling corn. And as you can see in August, we did turn up in price because uh, China started in August buying corn and soybeans, more specifically beans than corn. But corn also turned up because of weather problems we had seen in August. And right about when the farmers would start making grain sales off their combines, because a lot of them, frankly, don't have the storage for the crop. They always plan on selling a good portion of it to the elevator and then storing the balance. They sold into that window there when the USDA was slow to acknowledge yield declines. Well, after that window closed, the grain market started to accelerate some more. And on the next chart, is finally on the January 12th crop report, you'll see those two sharp bars of corn jumped uh, 40 cents in uh, a matter of uh, 18 hours. That's two trading bars there, but 18 hours because they finally came clean and substantially lowered the yields for this prior crop that we had grown. Now notice those two circles, a big difference by about a dollar 40 cents a bushel on corn that farmers could have captured if the USDA would have put that number out they put out in January, if they'd have told us that in the November crop report. Why are they so slow to put numbers out? Let's move forward again. Now, this is present day. This is uh, that high bar there that you see that circled. That was done on Tuesday when the USDA came out. And we now know that the yields for last year was small, but we're also we're selling a lot of grain and China stepped in and bought a record amount of grain, zenithing what Russia did back in 1973 when they bought uh, a lot of grain from us, uh, buying some almost 300 million bushels in a one week period, helping push that corn market up in February to a price high of 575. And the USDA came out and they basically said, well, it's OK. We, we believe our export pace, which is almost satisfied for what we're going to sell from now until September 1st, because they believe that China even though they've bought a lot of corn, Japan, a consistent buyer of our corn, uh, South Korea and Europe will back away. 
Well, government is not the arbitrator of economics. It's the people are the arbitrator. And every time the government steps in and makes a decision about the economy, they muck it up. Well, now we have the USDA saying, well, we believe prices are such that Japan and uh, South Korea and possibly uh, uh, Europe will buy less corn. Who says? Japan was buying corn last week when corn prices were higher than they are today. Why would they stop buying? Especially when we're the low, cheapest provider of corn on price in the world right now until corn comes online in South America several months from now. And also considering that the Safrina corn crop is going to be delayed getting pl planted in South America, we are the provider of corn for quite some time. And our stocks are at risk of running out. Yet we have grain prices collapsing because the USDA, again, is slow. Now, I do have a caveat to add into here. Uh, former Governor Ed Schaefer, uh, I consider a friend of mine, uh, was Secretary of Agriculture for the last year of the uh, George W. Bush, uh, that would be what, President number 43. Uh, when he was finishing his last year, he had uh, Governor Ed Schaefer step in as Secretary of Agriculture. And I noticed in those years, and unfortunately I've been at this business for so long, that was I was already old when he became Secretary of Agriculture. And with that, I had noticed, well, all of a sudden the USDA was quick to acknowledge when crop yields were potentially dropping, they would acknowledge that quick. When uh, exports were big in 2008, they were. Uh, they were quick to acknowledge that in our carryouts. And so I asked Ed, what happened under your administration? Well, Ed told me, he says, as Secretary of Agriculture, he also knew a lot of large farmers that put complaints to him about this, how they were tired with uh, the, making grain sales because the price of grains wouldn't go up. They needed to make a grain sale, but yet the USDA was off. And then months later would acknowledge they were off just to adjust it. And then later on, prices would be higher when farmers had already sold their grain. Well, he had told the USDA tabulators, which is in the bowels of the USDA, start looking into these uh, yields and be more earnest about it. Don't be so slow and plotting. And that changed under uh, his administration. But then there are current now, Secretary of Agriculture became the Secretary of Agriculture after Ed, when President Obama came in, and of course it's Vilsack, and they went back to the same old, same old. Well, we have another Secretary of Agriculture who did the same old, same old, and so I anticipate it's not going to pay to complain, complain to our legislators because they have no ear in the current administration. And the current administration is using an old USDA Secretary of Agriculture who likes the old ways. Eugene, real quick, they got about 30 seconds. But yeah. Gene is asking, how long will the spike last, in your opinion? In grain prices? Yes. I don't think we're done. I think on the short term, grain prices are going to struggle in February as we're pricing out our uh, insurance for uh, multi-parallel crop insurance for revenue insurance that gets priced on new crop and old crop is stalled here for a while. And I think once we get into March, we're going to see, start seeing higher prices again. And I think old crop price highs are well into the second quarter, more like May. That is typically what happens in years like this when there's a South American issue. So higher prices to come yet, higher than we've seen and well into the second quarter. Eugene Grainer, heartlandinvest.com. Thank you as always for the time and the insight and stay with us when we come back. It's going to be your leadership quote of the day. We're going to pay tribute to Officer Mosier. We lost him five years ago today. As always, please share your point of view with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.